I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Psalm 57, verses 9 through 11. Uh, we talked about holiness yesterday and uh, for another day on my postings on Food for Thought. I go to 1 Peter 1, uh, 14 through 16, and I just, uh, I think it kind of applies to uh, this, this holiness and the kind of a sense of uh, God is, is behind everything and what is our relationship to God. And Peter says, as obedient children, do not conform to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And this is uh, written, you know, obviously before Peter uh, is imprisoned in, in Rome. Uh, he is out there in the world, and he is speaking about how, as new Christians should we conduct ourselves? And uh, he's, he's going right to the source. He's going right to the place that we have to look to, to see how we're organizing, thinking about, and what are the assumptions underlining our very being, our very reason for being here. And Peter knew that this was not something he could do in his own strength, that he had this union with Christ where Christ would live out of him and, and declare and to live into this holiness in such a powerful way. Uh, the psalmist uh, really identifies this relational aspect that gives security uh, to us as we try to make it through life and, and move in ways that are a representation of who we are in Christ and that holiness. And for the psalmist, he says, for your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. It was the steadfast love, the hesed of God and the faithfulness is a met. It was God who was the guarantor of those things. And the same for Peter, he found fruitfulness in his life as he was able to die to his own selfish ambitions and even self-efforts and allow the Christ life to move us towards holiness. I, I was thinking uh, while you were saying uh, that uh, in my, my own writing, I, I, I kind of look uh, out at what I've experienced as a Christian in my own time. And I, I, Go to what uh, John talks about in Revelation, about one of the churches being lukewarm. And the psalmist here is not being lukewarm because whenever you uh, break out in song uh, of praising God, there's nothing lukewarm about that. Uh, you know, into, there's something about song that kind of involves your entire being, uh, both for the listener and for the singer. And here, uh, the thing that impresses me about the psalmist here, what he is saying is there's a hundred percent of him is being given over to God. And that's where the praise is coming from. Uh, the relationship is, is one-to-one. -one. 
and it's incredibly powerful. And it's something that we just have to look at because uh, praising God in a lukewarm way is not going to really, in my opinion, cut it. Yeah, it, what's cool about it is it gets reified in the psalm, the re, the declaring. This was an ancient poem that would have probably been put to music that the people would have sung over and over. And then it gets embodied in our expressions of praise. The photo you have in the book of uh, a man raising his hands up into these uh, mag magnificent trees, uh, recognizing the grandeur, and behind that is recognizing the grandeur of God. Uh, our praise, when it gets uh, reified in word and embedded in our actions, has a way of taking over our lives and giving us a sense of security that we do rest in his steadfast love and faithfulness.